0: Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped.
1: Turn your Bibles with me to the book of First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. And while you're turning, let's proclaim the vision of Overcomers Christian Center. Ready? Begin. To empower the body of Christ to fulfill that God-given vision. And to equip the body of Christ to become self-sufficient, as was done in early church, according to Acts chapter 4 and verse. I want you to go with me to First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. And notice what it says. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. Again, 1 Thessalonians 1 and 3. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father. Based on that, I want to talk to you from this topic. Remembering that it was faith that got us this far. Remembering that it was faith that got us this far. Let's pray. Father in Jesus' name, we're so grateful. So grateful for 26 years of ministry. So grateful for this anointed service where you have been ministering even before we got here. You were ministering to us. And Father, you're going to continue to minister even when I, after the benediction. And Father, I pray, Father, that as we these next few minutes that this word will minister to our spirits. It will fill us with knowledge and understanding and we'll take this word and apply it in our everyday life. And we continue to bind the enemy, every spell, every witch, every warlock, every spirit of doubt and unbelief, every spirit of anger and jealousy and so forth. We bind these spirits and we cast them out and plead your blood over this sanctuary, over the people of God. And thank you, Father. We'll be attentive to what the spirit is speaking into our hearts. In Jesus name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. When I look back over the past 26 years of ministry, I can say with certainty that the Lord has been and continues to be good to us as individuals and corporately. As a ministry, he continues to demonstrate his faithfulness, his love, compassion, grace, and mercy. He continues to show us that he can do anything except Fail. Over these past 26 years, we've seen highs, we've seen lows, some ups and some downs. We've seen people come and unfortunately we've seen some go. Nonetheless, the Lord continues to overshadow us and continues to deliver, protect, and prosper us in the midst. I wish I could say I've done everything right or correct, but that would be inaccurate. In fact, I've often had to repent of me being a pastor because of some of the things I've done. I've asked God to forgive me. I've, I've asked people to forgive me, and I pray that I'll be a better pastor as I go along. But despite our shortcomings, God has been and continues to be a keeper and a preserver. I'm so blessed as a pastor of OCC to be surrounded by people who have a mindset to please God as Hebrews chapter 11 And verse 6 instructs us to do. We may be at different stages of our mindset. Some of us are in the early development and growing and maturing stages. And a few of us have settled down. We've made a decision. We are determined that we're going to please God and be in agreement with his word in our thinking, in our talking, and in our actions according to his written and revealed word of God. And we're going to do this on a daily basis. In fact, go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. The Bible says this, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Again, but without faith, without confidence in God's written and revealed word, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible for to... Is 5. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, faith allows us to have conviction that what God says is true and that we trust In his written and revealed word. See, faith makes it possible for us to please God, to satisfy him, and to be in agreement with his word. How can two walk together unless they agree? So in turn, we have to agree with God. We have to agree with his word. We have to agree with what God is saying in our lives. See, our faith in God causes him to be glad and it stirs our belief in him that releases the rewards in our lives. Notice in the latter part of verse 6. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, faith in God has been and continues to be essential for us to operate in ministry. See, granted our faith and our confidence in him Has been and still is at different levels. And let me say this to you. Don't be upset when your faith is at a certain level. Don't be afraid because your faith may be one way and then we're going another way. Don't be upset because you feel like your faith and your confidence is not like brother A or not like sister C. But always understand that your faith can grow. Your faith can mature. Your faith can uh, always grow and mature because you come to in the house of God to hear, to understand, and to comprehend his written and revealed word. See, 26 years speak to the fact that God's word is true and he is a keeper. Because one thing you know about us, we believe in God's written and revealed word. You know, some people have got all types of things that they do in order to survive, but we have tried our best to stick with the with Scripture in order to operate ministry. And not everybody's going to do that. I promise you that. Not everybody's going to try to stick with. Ministry, or stick with the Word of God, or stick with what God says in order to operate ministry, and you're blessed by being a part of a ministry that does that. I'm blessed to be a part of believers that believe in God's Word. How many can say without a shadow of a doubt you believe in God's Word? Amen. Because you believe on it not on, not, not just Sunday mornings, but on Mondays. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you believe God 24 hours a day and seven days a week. 26 years speak to the fact that faith in God will cause us to see miracles manifested, healings take place, finances being restored, marriages mended, and people growing in their love for God. I know that I've developed this testimony like some of you may have, uh, have this testimony. We've come This far by faith. Oh, yeah, we used to sing this song in my choir back in the days when I used to sing in the choir. And don't laugh because I tell you I used to sing in the choir. Because, yes, I was in the background singing my part in the choir. I didn't fully understand quite the words that were being sung as I do now. Time, age, and experience in life can bring about a greater appreciation for wisdom when we hear the word of God. I remember the song we used to sing, we've come this far by faith. It reads as follows, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He never failed us yet. I'm telling you, God does not fail when it comes to his word. Oh, yeah, because that's why we say we've come this far by faith. And another, another verse says this is just the other day I heard a man say he didn't believe in God's word, but I can truly say that I've come this far by faith and he's never failed me, never failed me. And you may have thought God failed you, but I promise you God did not fail you. God did not come up short. God did not miss the mark. And you wait, You say, well, he didn't do it when I wanted him to do it. Well, he's not working on your timing. He's working on his timing. So you got to have confidence in what God says and the assurance that will continue to manifest his promises in every aspect of your life. And then one last verse I want to read to you. Don't be discouraged when trouble comes your way. He'll bear all your burdens and turn all your night into day. That, oh, 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 hallelujah. He will never fail you. See, faith in God has allowed and continues to allow us to see bigger and better. Just like they song a few minutes ago. You got bigger and we're operating in better. And you can expect bigger and better to operate in your life as well as your sisters and your brothers. It's a blessing to hear and see uh, conversations and decision makings mature to the point. They're not just making decisions based on what they see, not based on experience, but basing it on what God has said in his word. May not understand everything that's going on around them, but they understand that God's word shall not fail. His word would not return back to him void, but it's going to accomplish everything that he sent it out to do. How many agree with that, that statement right there? That God's word is going to, oh God, accomplish everything he sent it out to do. Listen, it could be in your finances, could be in your body, could be in your mind, but God's word shall not fail. And as the pastor and founder of this ministry, I can say that one thing I can say without a doubt, that the Lord continues to manifest scriptures like Psalms 46 and verse 1. Let's go to Psalms 46 and verse 1. Psalms 46 and verse 1. See, one thing I can say, and there's a lot of scriptures I can go to today, but one scripture I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt is God is helping us in the ministry. I, I know that may not be all King James, but let me say this to you. God is helping us in the ministry. I mean, he's helping us. and God is helping us. And what scripture going to back that up, Pastor Dobbs? Psalms 46 and verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. Oh, I like that about God. And see, when you read that, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help. A very present. He assists us. He supports us. And he aids us when we're dealing with trouble. When we're dealing with distress. When we're dealing with difficulties. When we're dealing with situations that has a large degree of difficulty. See, the Lord is the best help, the best aid, the best assistance when we encounter trouble or difficulty. Oh, he's the best help. How many agree that God is the best help? That's why I want God to use you to help us. Let me say that again. I want God to use you to help us because if God is helping you, then that means you got some supernatural strength going on in your life. That means you got some supernatural provision going on in your life. That means you got some supernatural prayers going on in your life because it's not you but the God in you. Mm. The Lord, He is our refuge, our shelter, our protection from danger. He is uh safety from trouble. He protects his sheep. I've, i Oh God, I can testify to the fact that God is protecting his sheep and he keeps us safe from trouble. Despite the fact that we may have invited some trouble in our lives. And I've been guilty of inviting trouble in my life, but even God protected me from the trouble that I invited in my life. And I've seen God do the same thing for his people throughout, the, throughout the ministry. To be more specific, God divinely protects our health, our wealth, our personal property, our relationships, our opportunities, our anointing, our careers, our businesses, our children, our loved ones, the members, and so forth. I've seen God protect each person in this sanctuary. I've seen you, God protect you. You may not even know that God protected you, but God is protecting you. Let me just get break it down a little bit more. sometimes you, God protect you riding down the road. Sometimes God protect you with the food that you ate. sometimes God protected you from stuff that was in the air. Sometimes God protected you hey amen well you could' have went one way, but God diverted it so you wouldn't go that way. God is a God that helps you twenty four hours a day and seven days a week. He is a present help in the time of trouble. I've seen God protect your mind stuff that used to make you mad, got you upset, called you to go to drinking and taking something and taking all types of pills, you put that stuff aside and say, God is my help. If I can't make it with God, I can't make it no way because God is a present help in the time of trouble. I seen God bring you some of you out of financial trouble. I seen God bring your body out. I seen God bring your mind out. So ain't ain't nobody clapping yet because you got no God brought you out. You know God delivered you. You know God protect you. You know when you had that wreck, it wasn't nobody but God that got you out. Well you God He is a helper in the time of need. Thank you, God, for helping us in this ministry. And so we take a moment, God, to tell you, thank you. Because if you wouldn't have helped us, we might not be here today. If you wouldn't have helped us, we might be in financial ruin. If you wouldn't have helped us, our body would be, listen, would be racked with pain right now. But you helped us, God. You helped us, God. And he continues to help his children. That's why he is a, ref- a refuge. The Lord strengthened us through his word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Whether you have support, now let me change it for a moment. Whether you have supported the ministry for a number of years or you just getting started, we are grateful, grateful, so grateful, uh, amen, to be on this faith journey together. And I believe you are blessed by your seed oh i believe you best blessed by your seed listen when deacon mccullough was talking a while ago i knew without a shadow of a doubt if you continue to give like he said you're gonna be blessed by your seed if anybody ought to believe in the in in giving i I, I should believe because i've seen god do it time and time again see it's too late to tell me that god won't bless you for your giving because he did it so many times So many times in 26 years, we started giving at the beginning of ministry, and we continue to give throughout ministry as the Lord leads. That's why we don't take for granted how long someone has been a part of the ministry. We don't take that lightly. We appreciate every prayer, every gift, all the support, the labor of love, and so forth you have shown through the ministry. My prayer is God that will continue to reveal his written and revealed words to feed his people with knowledge and understanding. We're so grateful and appreciate all of you for your continued support despite trials, tribulations, challenges, and even a global pandemic. Many of you realize it, it, it was bigger than the pandemic. You were supporting the ministry of Jesus here in the ministry. You say, I'm I'm supporting what Jesus is doing in this ministry. And if you decide not to, that was on you. But there were several believers in this sanctuary. In fact, most people in this sanctuary decided, I'm going to support, I'm supporting the ministry of Jesus. And so when you give, that's why you can look for a good measure, a press down, a shaking together, and a running over because you're supporting the ministry of Jesus. When you give, you're supporting the ministry of Jesus. Listen, when you listen, when you give it through electronically, you do it online, you do it. Listen, even when you're not here, you make sure your tithes and offering here. You're doing it to support the ministry of Jesus. Oh, and, and, and I appreciate all of you who, listen, when, even when you miss a Sunday because of maybe you're being challenging your body or you got to work, you still make sure your tithes and offering in the sanctuary. Why? Because God didn't take time off from protecting you. He's then you shouldn't take time off and doing what He's asking you to do to support the ministry of Jesus. Now, oh God, this brings me to the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica. Let's go back over the first. Oh, excuse me. Let, let me let me give you a little bit more of this introduction, right quick. When we look at the church, at the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, like my heart is today, Paul wanted to encourage and to support and strengthen and comfort this great church. And as a pastor and a spiritual leader, you recognize the reality that trials and troubles are part of this Christian journey. Just like blessings and increase and bigger and better is a part of this journey. Don't let the enemy trick you in telling you because you are walking by faith and not by sight that, oh, watch this, that trouble is the only thing you're going to experience. You're going to experience bigger in your life. You're going to experience better in your life. You're going to experience the love of God. And, yeah, that may be some trials and tribulations along the way. That's just a part of this Christian journey. One of the things that the historians tell us about this particular church is that they were going through a tremendous trial at this time when Paul wrote this letter. Now, one of the things that I believe that trials are persecution. I don't know if there's a big persecution or a small persecution because persecution is persecution. When you're going through, you're going through. I mean, you don't, you don't know if it's big, small, indifferent. You don't know. You don't know if it's a, it's a, it's a scale 10 persecution or a scale 7 or a scale 3 or a scale 2 persecution. You just know it's persecution. And when you're going through, you're saying, God, I need for you to help me along the way. Lord, I need you to help because I, I don't, I don't like this persecution, but I know you're making it for my good. I know that what I'm dealing with right now, that God, you're going to help me because you're present help in the time of trouble. Now, Paul, let me say this to you. As a pastor and spiritual leader, you recognize the reality that trials and troubles are part of this Christian journey. They have the ability and capacity to make us, mold us, and develop our faith in God's written and revealed word. Let me say that sometimes trial, trouble comes that cause us to turn in a different direction. Because you were going one way, but the trouble came. And the trouble caused you to reevaluate some things. To adjust some things. Because you realize that what you were going through, you say, this, this I don't, can't go through this all the time. And see, sometimes we stay in trouble longer than we need to. Because we don't adjust and make the necessary changes in order for us to be in the will of God. Now sometimes you, are gonna go through trouble longer than what you want to. I mean, that's just part of it. Because it's there for a season. It's there to make you. Remember when Jesus was in the wilderness, he had to go through that, through that temptation or through that test for a season. Once it was over, the angels came and strengthened him. But he had to go through that thing for a season. Now, understand this. When you're going through, understand God will help you through the process. Let's go to Deuteronomy 31 and verse 6. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 6. The Bible reads as follows. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Isn't it good to know God won't leave you even in the midst of trials? Even in the midst of trouble, God will not leave you. It may feel like he left you, but he doesn't leave you. That's why you got to know by faith he's with me. Oh, you got to know by faith. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. In fact, let's go over to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, and verse 5. Hebrews, chapter 13, and verse 5. You saw it in the Old Testament. I'm going to show it to you in the New Testament. Hebrews 13, and verse 5. Let your conduct be without covenants, be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You may feel like I left you. That's why you can't go by your feelings, but you have to walk by faith. I never leave you. I I feel like you're gone, God. I never leave you. If you with me, why did I get this doctor report? I never leave you. If you're with me, God, why am I dealing with this financial situation? I will never leave you. God, I'm a giver and I pray. I, why am I dealing with this trouble in my life? i never leave you. I will never leave you. And you have to know that God will never leave you. Despite how you feel. And, and, and I know sometimes you feel like, you know, some days you can feel the presence of God. It's like you all in the holies of holies. And like heaven angels have just dropped down in the clouds and you're like, whoo, I mean, you, you just feel spiritual. And then you wake up the next day at the same house you felt spiritual in and wonder where God is. In the same house you felt know his presence, you can walk in that same house and wonder where he is. You have to, you have to know by faith, I never leave you nor you got to know that. Go to the same job, feel the presence of God while you go walking down the hallway. Going to the bathroom, you felt a, sh- a, sh- a shiver down your backbone. <laughs> that must be God right there. Going to the same bathroom the next day, somebody throwing water at you. You about mad and angry. Going to that same bathroom, you praying God, you don't get these folks out here. I'm going going to the same bathroom. You felt the presence of God one day before, because things happen in life. But he will never leave you nor forsake you. This is not my promise. This is his promise. And he can back it up. I'll leave you. Yeah, I will. I may listen, I go to my house, you go to your house. But God will never, ever leave you. And you got to know that as a child of God. Now, because challenges will come, but God's promises remain the same. Now Paul addresses his letter to the church and Thessalonica revealed a lot about this particular church. In my opinion, his approach expresses gratitude for them and their loyalty in ministry. First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 2. He says this, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. I like this. We give thanks for, to God always for you all. And I, I, I agree with Paul. If only you do is change it and make it to OCC. He says this. We give thanks to God always for you all. In my words, here at OCC, making mention of you in our prayers. I like he said our, that means more than one person is praying. More than one person is praying. He's not just depend, Paul was not just depending upon him to pray, but he was also dependent upon the, the believers in the church to pray as well. And he wants you, oh thank God, thank, oh, you don't want, there's so much in this. Paul was a praying man. Paul was a man that prayed, and I appreciate leaders that pray. I appreciate leaders that pray. I believe, amen, that my pastor prays for me. And so I can't just receive all the prayers all the time and never pray myself. I can't be praying for y'all shower me with prayers. I got my pastor praying for me. I've got all types of people praying for me. But all I do is sit back in the cut, not praying a little. What's wrong with that picture? If I'm getting it, I need to be praying for somebody. Especially those that I'm associated with through faith. And so he says this we give thanks to you God to God always up for you all, making mention, remembering you, and having a memory of you in our prayers. So when I pray, I remember you. When I go before God, I remember you. Paul wanted to know that he remembered them when he was praying. It's a blessing that people remember you when they pray. Because some people say they're going to pray for you, but I don't hold no breath to them people. Some people. Some people say they're going to pray for you, but do you even say, well, Lord, I better pray for myself. Because I know this person barely prayed himself. Y'all don't think like that. Okay, keep keep living, keep living, keep living. Shout out to all the Sunday morning intercessors who pressed their way to get here to OCC and pray for our church. I thank God for all of you who pray. Some people come during the week and pray. Some people pray on Sunday morning. I preach. Some people pray at their house. But I appreciate everyone who prays for us as a ministry. We're grateful to everyone who pray consistently for our church, our church family, and that God's Holy Spirit will continue to feel and guide us daily. See, I believe that a culture, a behavior, a belief of prayer is a lifeline to ministry. See, prayer is a must, is a must. I don't, in my opinion, prayer is not an option. Even though you do have an option to pray. But in my mind, prayer is not an option. It is a requirement in order to make it in ministry. Let me say to, let me break it down a little bit more. It's a, prayer is a requirement for me to make it as a Christian. As a Christian. I'm talking about, listen, forget all these titles that, uh, uh, brother, pastor, let me make it as Richard Dawes praying. Looks like, thank y'all for the 4 way man. Yeah, I pray for the rest of us. I believe in the, you gotta pray. I'm not talking about you playing, pray. I thought you praying. Praying. Prayer is a must for God's house. Go with me to the book of Mark 11 and 17. Mark 11, 17. Prayer is a must. Now, you can look at prayer as an option. I think it's just a requirement. Uh, if you got a mortgage, is that money not required of you? And mess around, don't pay and see if they got something to say. To me, it's, it's more, bit, prayer is bigger than that. Bigger than that. Mark 11, 17. Mark eleven seventeen. Let me go, let me get it, let me get it. Mark 11, 17. Then he taught, saying to them, it's not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of these. Notice this, my house should be called a house of prayer, where people are, are making a request to God. Well, people are having a two-way conversation with our Savior. For all nations, all nationality of people, this is not just one race, but every race. But these people have made it a den of thieves. Ooh. The house of God. The house of God. They had made it a den of thieves. And I thought about that. We may listen, you, you could do stuff and maybe not make it the den of thieves, but you're not doing what he's we should be doing, which is what? Praying. Praying. Oh, let me drop this on you before I, I go on a little further. And not waiting for everybody else to pray, but we need to be praying ourselves. They're going to pray for me. they going to pray for me. they going to pray for me. Well, what, what's You getting all the prayer, but you ain't praying for nobody else? I know it's got quiet this part of the message, but I'm good y'all listening to me and making sure you hear what I'm saying. Because prayer is essential for a church. Prayer is essential for the believers in the church. Not just for us to have service, a good service, but your everyday, how you think, how you talk, and how you conduct your life with Jesus. Jesus got upset when other activities had entered his house, his church, and prayer was not happening in his house. See, prayer, just like faith, is a must-have for ministry. Now, while the length of our corporate prayer has varied over the past 26 years, the effectiveness continues to increase. We're grateful for people with a heart to commune with God, to have a two-way conversation with Jesus, to communicate to him, and to communicate to individuals. As Paul was praying for the church, he wanted to encourage them to be a good example in the church. And one thing he wanted them to do to understand is prayer. 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 It's important because you may pray for one thing, that person may pray for something else, that person may pray for something else, and that person may pray for something else. You put it all together, you got a powerful prayer for person A or person B. But what if only half of it gets done? Then God has to make up for it another way. All right. Let's do our part when it comes to prayer. Now, first Thessalonians one and verse three. I want you to notice something. After he mentions them about prayer, remembering, he uses that word remembering. Notice how he starts it off, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. Now, before I go into the last part, I want to share something with you real quickly to kind of let you know uh, what I believe the Holy Spirit was kind of confirming in my spirit, what was happening. I was preparing this and I stopped and I had this card that I got for, I believe my birthday, if I'm not mistaken. And I went and and sometimes I pull the card out of a drawer and just look at it and kind of. Just say how grateful I am and remind me of what I'm doing, why I'm doing, what I do, what I do, and sacrifice and so forth. And I I remember that. I remember that. And I remember, this is what it says, celebrating you, Pastor. The Lord has had a blessing in mind when he designed you with gifts and heart for service that make a wonderful difference. Thanking God for you always. He shines through your life. Happy birthday. Love this person. But let me tell you what caught my mind, because I would already started this message, and I already put it together. And since you're over the bottom of the microphone, I want you to read that scripture at the bottom. Oh, you read it. I, I know you loud. Believe me. <laughs> the scripture, yeah. What, what scripture say? Did y'all get that? I, I, I don't think they got Let's re, read it one more time. I don't think they got that. I said, oh, God, that's the same script you gave me to minister for our church anniversary. And somebody gave me the card that said the same thing. And I said, okay, God. So what he ta- one thing I said, there's a lot he's saying, but let me say this to you, and I know you're going to hear a lot. He's saying, here at OCC, I'm remembering three things about OCC to celebrate 26 years. The three traits he's remembering is this, your work of faith, your labor of love, and your patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm saying, God, you just sent us a love letter. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. I-, I sent you a love letter, OCC, because I see what you're doing these past 26 years. Now, I know I, one thing, he said, I'm not going to cover everything, but there's three things I want you to remember that I'm watching you do. And see, when God tells you something, like he told, told the church here, not only is he uh emphasizing, but he's reinforcing what you're doing. In other words, don't stop what you're doing, but keep on doing what you're doing and do it better. I said, God, I hear you, Lord. He says, your work of faith. Woo, you are some faith walkers in this sanctuary. Not only did I believe it, but God evidently believed it more than I believed it. Because when I got that card and looked at it, it almost, I, I, I looked at it. I mean, I looked at it, and I looked at it, I said, oh God, that's so good. And I said, well, let me go show Lady Dawes this card right here. And she, it was her idea for me to bring here. I give her that. she It was her idea or something. But I, I'm going to preach it, but she had the idea, Okay. <laughs> What's your work of faith? The deeds, your acts, your productivity, your accomplishments with conviction of God and his word. Listen, you are individuals who have worked it by faith. You gave by faith. You prayed by faith. You Listen, your backpack ministry is by faith. Oh, my. The health ministry by faith. The armor bearers are by faith. The musicians are by faith. You're singing by faith. We are a ministry that operates in faith. I said, God, I appreciate that. And then he says this. As a ministry, you have labor of love. You're showing love. To not only the church, but the brethren. Not only the brethren, but the community. The community. See, I don't want to be, listen, one thing we always want to be is a church that reaches out to the community. We ain't going to feed everybody in Billerick and Carroll County and New York and everywhere else. But we're going to feed the ones who God tells us to feed. Y'all follow me we're, we ain't going to reach everybody and we ain't going to feed everybody in 15 countries and all that kind of stuff. We're just called to feed the ones we're called to feed. Y'all see the difference there? Now? now, he says labor of love. Intense work of love with God's type of affection and brotherly affection. He says you got labor of love. And not only that, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, they were going through what many historians believe a tremendous trial. But they still had patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. They were steadfast. They they endured. They had perseverance to do the word. Watch this. While waiting on the other word to come to pass. Still expecting good with a joyful attitude. See, in other words... They were not like some people who say they believe in God, but cussing everybody out while they believe in God. They were not like some people who said, you know, I'm believing God, but yet I'm just doing my thing here on the side. You, They were believers like the individuals, the believers here in the ministry. You believe in God. You're giving God the glory while he paying off your debts. Amen. You're giving God praise and worship while he's healing your body. There are believers in this sanctuary that continue to give. And it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Your individual in the sanctuary who has God's favor in their life and God is promoting you. He's giving you to your heart's desire. He's doing what he said he's going to do according to his word. He's doing it and you're believing God while you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with in this sanctuary. Didn't get my house, but God is blessing me. Amen. I'm being faithful while I'm here. God is doing what he said He' going to do according to his word. And you're doing the word while you're waiting for the word to come to pass. Boy, that's patience of hope in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As, just like you happen in Thessalonica, I believe it's happening right here at OCC. Our I personal I lives are getting better. They were genuine, bona fide, faith walkers and I believe we got them here in the sanctuary, I believe there's some faith walkers on the first row the second row, the third row the fourth row, in the side, in the cone, in the back, in the kitchen God, we got some people that are walking by faith and not by sight, you keeping your eyes on Jesus the author and the finish of your faith and you, with, despite everything you're going through, despite every trial every tribulation, what you're dealing with at work, what you're dealing with at school you made up in your mind. I believe God, and I'm a faith walker. I have the walk of faith. I only have the walk of faith. I have the labor of love, and I have patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. See, in 26 years of ministry, we made it this far by faith. We made it by faith. By faith. I mean, you know, we, we've done some stuff, but for the most part, it, people give in this ministry. People give. we got some givers in here. And I've seen God manifest his promises in your life. I've seen God keep many of you and protect you from things that are seen as well that are unseen. But it's all based on what you're doing according to Scripture. You're not doing it based on what you think. You're doing it based on the word of God. And that, now, their examples speak to the fact they believed and put the church at Thessalonica. They believed they're putting in the word into action. And Paul recognized the action and attitude as it relates to God's house. See, people in church and out of the church can also see our attitude and action as it relates to God's house. Do we find joy, energy, and excitement? When we serve, not just on stage, but behind the scenes. Oh, when you at the store, are you a believer? When you at rest, the restaurant, I'm about to say certain restaurant, any restaurant, are you a believer? When you are at your job or the school, are you a believer? And I believe truly this, the people at this church were, I believe just like many of you in the sanctuary. I believe many of you are, you have a work of faith, a labor of love, a patience of hope in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, by Paul recognizing the traits, Paul was able to emphasize their need to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. I truly believe the same is true for OCC as we continue to think, talk, and conduct our lives by the written and revealed Word of God. We will continue to adjust, we'll continue to modify, and we will continue to change our lives so that we are progressing in the life by faith and not by what we see or what we feel. We must continue to be faith walkers, faith walkers by worshiping and serving by faith, giving by faith, sowing into our community by faith, through our backpack and helping hands ministry. See, it's a blessing. To see the promises of God manifest in our lives. Just like in Genesis 12, verse 2 and 3. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. There's some blessed families here at OCC. There's some blessed families. See, you may not think you blessed, but I'm telling you right now, you blessed. In fact, I'm just looking around, look about, look at a point to, it. you are blessed. About five people. You blessed. 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 blessed. That's why we must continue be persistent and remain in the work of conviction. Love intensely. Have hope in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. OCC, our future is bright. Shining is glory. And ministry is just the beginning in many areas. We still got work to do, y'all. We got work to do. But let's remember, be mindful. And keep in mind that it was faith that got us this far. And faith that would take us farther. And thank you. For the first 26 years of ministry. And I'm excited to see God's promise continue to manifest and to bless the ministry. And you are the ministry. Bless His people. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.